roll it. So you just simply say, look how amazing this is. One thing that strikes me about the church announcements is that it's, it's difficult to have a metric on Part it. Part of the problem with church announcements is, is not the medium or the message. Hello world, welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, the place for church, tech, creativity, and all things awesome, with your hosts Eric Dye, Jeremy Smith, and Phil Schneider. But first, a quick word from this week's sponsor. Today, we want to give back to you. We've got two items on Church Mag Press that we think might help you in prepping for Christmas. WhyChristmas.com Activity Pack from James Cooper. It is a, uh, a PDF with, or it's actually a group of 41 different files with, there's a Christmas nativity uh, comic. There is all kinds of information and images uh, included to help you uh, teach kids the, the real meaning behind Christmas. And then for the grown ups, you have, there is um, a little book um, I wrote with uh, my brother and my pastor. It's called Carols with Candlelight, and it's, a, it's the five themes of Advent in a Christmas carols service. And simple little guide to structuring a Christmas carol service around the five themes of Advent. So, with that, folks, I hope you. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a good day. Thank you, Phil. It's time now to let the fun begin. Um, guys, I have a question for you. And I don't know if this is something that plagues maybe smaller churches. It's difficult sometimes when, we, when we're talking about churches to frame it in the, the sense and the idea of the church globally or what, you know, what church tech challenges do church techs in general have or churches face in general. And, you know, sometimes it's a little bit more niche. It's a little bit more specific because the small church problems and the big church problems um, are just as huge, but can be completely different, right? Or they can be the same, but require different solutions, Right. And so, you know, I preface it with that because when, when I ask this question, it might sound silly to somebody who goes to a large, you know, a large church that's big production values, that sort of thing. But there are probably still some fundamentals that apply. And now that I've talked about this so much, I'm sure I'm going to get a bunch of hate mail from people that say you don't like little churches or you don't like big churches or whatever. That's not it's the church. And I love them. I love it. Which we've gotten both. Yeah, we've gotten funny. both. I love the church. The end. Done. In the story. The question is this, is church announcements? And I don't know. It, coming back to the States, I don't. Is, maybe it's an American church thing. I mean, we kind of had church announcements in Italy, but they're not like they are now. I don't know. Maybe it's just my local church. But what's the deal with church announcements, Phil? Like, what do you guys do for church announcements? What's the deal with church announcements? <laughs> So uh, what we do is um, one of my first posts for, for church mag was how, how boring church announcements were actually. And so, um, and then I think a year or two later, I was inspired by that post to go back and I found a bunch of, I found a website that chronicled bad church video announcements and I just savaged them. Didn't you get slammed in the comments for that? I think it's I got some hate mail from that. And actually, what's funny is one of the churches was a church in my denomination. Oh. And my pastor's like, that video's not too bad. I'm like, no, it's terrible. <laughs> so so we do video announcements now ourselves. And a guy at my church who actually studied videography in college does them. And they're at most like three minutes long. He goes through. He profiles one, one announcement. He indicates, or maybe two announcements at most, indicates... And usually it's like one attending announcement and one serving announcement. And then you kind of go, all right. And also coming up this week, we have these other things. And it goes to a still screen where it has other events coming up. And then that's it. 
And so it's, it's really simple. It's in and out. I don't think we post them live. I think we need to go back to doing that. But either way, we we have them going. Um, we transitioned. Our offering basically goes on during that time period. And we also have a monthly newsletter. We, we still do. And I say newsletter. It's a bulletin. But it's, it's monthly. So a monthly bulletin doesn't have the same je ne sais quoi that a monthly newsletter has. And, of course, we have our website with all our events on there as well. And then we even, for larger events, the events we think might have any kind of outside interest, we use Facebook events. One thing that strikes me about the church announcements is that it's it, it's difficult to have a metric on it. So gaining success, and I, I'm not saying that it's all about success. What I'm saying is that you are trying to communicate something to people and you need to measure whether or not your communication is effective. So that's what I mean by measuring it. It's, it's difficult to quantify. Is this, you know, is this working? Because you can't go necessarily by the turnout because maybe the event isn't good. Maybe that isn't the draw. The real question is, do people know about it? Jeremy, Which is a huge deal because I know that right now, um, people that do social media marketing have a ton of resources for themselves. They can tell exactly who looked at it. Whereas if you look at advertising for billboards and for magazines, they can only simply say that this person sort of looked at it maybe possibly as they were driving by. And they don't even have good numbers in that. They can get it to maybe like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people. But when you have an advertisement in the um, magazine, you only know how many people have subscribed. You don't know how many people opened the magazine. You don't know how many people even looked at that specific page, how many people read the actual details of the advertisements. Whereas, um, social media i mean youtube you can literally say they stopped looking at it at this point they hit the skip to video right at this moment and so it's really interesting with video announcements what that looks like because let's be honest how many people are even watching even if you've played a worship song and the pastor's introduced, and now they're playing the video announcements yeah that's a really good point and a strong one and that's coming from somebody who has actually sold radio advertising. I have sold air. Okay, airtime. I mean it's 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 the most one of the most difficult bits of advertising to sell because you can't see it, you can't touch it. It's just there and then it's gone, right? But even despite that, it was very fresh air though. It was fresh air. Very fresh air. Um and you're absolutely right. Now we're in a day where you can have a metric on all these things. But still, I will, from somebody who sold radio advertising, I will say that fundamentally all those numbers don't really mean anything unless you make a sale. Right? They don't even really mean anything unless the person thinks that there's meaning there. Even with YouTube tech. Right. And, and, not, and not every, most of your sales is not a hard sell. Okay, it's the selling of an idea. I mean, that's that's why McDonald. I mean, most McDonald's commercials or Coca Cola, most Coca Cola commercials, right? They don't talk about how much Coca Cola costs. They don't talk about how it really tastes. No, it, they they sell an idea and a feeling. They show people smiling, right? They they sell the idea of Coca Cola, right? Um, and so that's where some of the mechanics of the metrics of the clicking and the views and all that kind of stuff, you come to a point where that doesn't really matter. I think we're getting kind of far afield here, guys. Well, are we possibly, but let me ask as far as really, are we ask as far as the announcements, can you translate that Eric into video announcements? Yes. 
we get hung up on the medium. Well, you know, the live announcements just aren't cutting it. Let's do video announcements, right? It's the focus is on the medium and the medium doesn't matter. It really has to do with the message because what happens is, is you're taking the message of the guy at the pulpit telling everybody what time and what to wear and what to bring to a video announcement that does the same. I will say that if a video done video announcement is done well, probably maybe what uh, your guys doing, Phil, that they're not necessarily telling when when and what time and what to wear and what to bring right they're maybe selling more of an idea and that's where i think video announcements or not video i'm sorry church announcements need to be you need to be selling an idea a feeling right you, you you're selling you know we're having a potluck we're gonna have fun and we're gonna come together so you're not even talking about the details right and that to me is what a good church announcement is it just has nothing to do with the medium that you want to use whatever medium you want to that you, that you feel can can disseminate that information the best, but it really has to do with the content and the approach and what you're really trying to sell in your church announcement. It's interesting because um, Brady Shear says a very similar thing. In fact, he tries to work with them, and that's his business at the very core. That's what he started with um, when he did Pro Church Tools is he was doing video announcements for other churches that didn't have the gear, the personnel, the ability to do something like that. And he literally talks about how when he would do video announcements, he would basically act like he was one of the congregation members. And so he would get constantly talked about by the people that would give him the announcements of, hey, they're always trying to look out for you at the church service because he would try to just be very personal about the church. Now, it's hard to get that from someone that doesn't go to your church, like what the culture is as far as presenting. Um, But he constantly talks about this isn't the place to give all the details for your announcements. Um, If you're trying to sell that, then you're probably not going to do a good job. You have to give the details of most of the stuff at a different time. And then being able to do announcements really needs to be intentional. And you have to really think about why you're doing announcements in that process. Like you said, Eric, you have to maybe sometimes give the feel of it, not necessarily the what. You're absolutely right. Because when you, when you give them that idea, when they, when they uh, latch on to that, then they can always ask for more information. Because that's the point that that's sold. You're, you're, you're never sold on the details. You're like, you know what? That that Coca-Cola is 12 ounces. Oh, my gosh. Right. It's 12. I'm getting it. But it's 12 time, ounces. I think, too, guys, part of the problem with the church announcements is, is not the medium or the message. It is that we just keep on keeping on with stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to experiment. We've So my pastor... To I, I don't want to say took over, but I mean he became the lead pastor in um, oh gosh twenty twelve. We've changed our newsletter format probably three or four times in that in that time period, and we hadn't changed it for years prior because like he came in, he wanted to experiment, and I think that was a really a really good thing for us to do. And I think we've got a good format now that it works. It's easy to get updated. It's easy to, for us to get out quickly. And I think it looks better than what we've done in the past. And I think, so how do you know if it works? How do you know it works? How do you well, know if it works? Unfortunately in church, oftentimes, you know, something works if you don't get a ton of negative feedback. 
So like, like that's the one way. Now that's not that's not the best way, but that's probably the easiest and the most common way. Well, I, I think the key I think the key is to know at least know where your feedback loops are. Yes. And honestly, we just if folks take it, we feel like it's working, and people take it. And here, here here's something that I've been thinking about, and that is taking what we do at church and putting it in the context of a family. Okay, so when you're at a church and they have a low attendance, but they have too many seats already set out, and they ask if everyone can move up closer. Now, imagine having somebody at your house, and they sit on your sofa, and you're sitting on a love seat or a, you know an adjacent sitting area, and they sit down. And you said, you know what? Uh, there's a lot of chairs here. What? Why don't you come sit closer? Like, would that not be the weirdest thing? <laughs> Now that's assuming you want your church to feel like a home or like a family, which is very intentional. But you have to realize that you're making that you're making that it's true expectation for the environment. It's true, but even like if you're a visitor, I'm just saying there there are certain things. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want your church to be welcoming, like a home and a family. But still, why would you put seats out for people that you didn't want them to sit in? Like, well, there's a lot we, of pride we, and ego that go into it, so I think that there probably, are reasons the, people wouldn't do it. The point is, is you know, trying to think about things differently, and and that's what f- kind of Phil's outlined a little bit about what his pastor pastor did with trying some different things, right? Trying to think about things a little bit differently. I'm not saying that all churches you should think about how this would look like if this was in your house. I'm not saying that per se, as much as I'm saying. As, as as saying, look at this differently. What does this look like to somebody who's never been to a church? Or what does this look like if this were done in my home, right? It would feel a lot differently. You know, kind of like the whole raise your hand if you're a first-time guest. Like, why would you want to do that? Like, two things are happening. Number one, you probably, your church should be in a position where you know if somebody's new and they shouldn't have to raise their hand, first of all. And second of all, if you're a visitor, Right. Like that feels weird. And then we want your name so that we can follow up, follow up. Like, what are you going to (laughs) do? What does that even mean? Or you can get a free gift. I don't want a gift. I just wanted you you know what I'm saying? And so I'm just I'm just saying um, taking this whole announcement thing a little bit further of rethinking it or actually I'm not thinking it further. I'm thinking it probably too far and getting into off topic here and rabbit trailing, but just rethinking about our approach. But I like that you're being intentional, which is something we always preach on this is be intentional with why you're doing what you're doing. I mean, if you're going to post a social media thing and you have a graph on there, make sure it associates with what the graph is supposed to be about. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, as you are um, trying to do video announcements, don't like you said, Phil, don't let it just be, because that's what we always do because that's a terrible reason to do it. That's why um, we had the 93 theses on the door. I mean, we're recording this on Halloween. That's literally why we did that. That's why we, I can before make anyone comments. It was 95. Thank 95, you. Sorry. Free, free comment and make Jimmy feel bad about it. I don't agree with two of them. I'll let you pick which two. <laughs> can, can you imagine if, if uh, family, family announcements, we're done at the dinner table like there in church. Right. Like <laughs> how awkward and weird that would be. But see, usually see, usually a family. I'm sorry. Let's, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to stop you here real quick. Let's back up and give pastors benefit of the doubt because I can't. So like I follow my 
youth pastors Facebook group. I'm in there just in case I need to jump in on anything or whatever, you know? I don't comment hardly ever. But occasionally I've been moved to rage because I'll see him post three or four things in a given week about an event. And I'll know it was mentioned in church. I'll know it's in the newsletter, right? And I'll see he's uploaded a file to the group with all the registration information in there. And I'll see a parent comment, what time is the thing on Friday? And I want to reply, I'm like, did you miss any of the eight other times he's mentioned to you that time? (laughs) And so so if church announcements seem scattered and redundant and like there's so little room for innovation, it's because they're already terrified people are going to miss stuff because they're so stupid. I'm just calling well, it out. Like, well, it, it will it will be know. that way. I was I was a youth director at um, doing youth ministry, and I would literally would hand flyers to people. And this is me working in the school, not from a church base. And so this was just people in general, not even church people. And I would literally hand them a flyer about like a um, church sign up for going on a ski trip or um, summer camp or something like that. And they would say, "Okay, how much is it?" I mean, literally the biggest word letters on there is the price or like the location. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, so what do we need to bring? And then it's like, it says on here, make sure you have some of these items and we'll give you more details later. Or they literally they're holding the information because I like to have them walk away with the information in hand. And they're asking all these details because that's not how they consume it. So if you tell me, Phil, this is how you are supposed to do a teaching lesson because that's really your gift. You could sit here or in the podcast and tell me all those things. And you know, what I'm going to walk away with that's a lot of stuff that I was supposed to do. I don't know if I'm going to remember any of it, but then you show me how to do because that's how I learn. I'm a tactile learner. I'm going to learn. I'm going to remember that forever because you showed me how to do that. But you have to realize that there's, we consume content different ways, even if the thing's literally staring us in the face. Right. Now, I think part of it too also happen, have, has to do with how we are connected. And the people that are doing kind of your example there, I think oftentimes are the people that are the least connected. And what I mean by connected, meaning actual connections with other people in the church because if if you have other friends who are active in the church right and you're in regular communication with each other even during the week and there's events going on you often talk about those things and maybe even go over those details right so you have you have um more personal connections to that event or that announcement that's going on right opposed to somebody who's who's essentially an outsider and unfortunately in uh, our, our churches are full of a lot of disconnected people, right? So we are a gathering of disconnected people that only see each other for that hour once a week, and they expect to change the world. I don't understand that. We need to get connected during the week, and this, you know, this 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 is a uh, a systemic issue. I think fundamentally, um, I just meant to talk about kind of announcements in general, but I, you know, here we are. Well, and let me, let me just word of mouth. Let me go to the, the, let's talk about announcements in general. As far as um, with that, I think that if you wanted to have an announcement about a youth camp that's coming up, a summer camp, don't tell them about the details. Uh, make sure that the person that's talking is the youth director, the one that's in charge of it, and then let them tell stories and let the people that went last year tell how much it changed their life and let them know that because they go to this place, they're probably going to hear about Jesus in a way that's never been heard before without all the distractions of the phones. And because of that, 
their life has changed. And then you throw in some adults that, yes, they're teenagers, but they're teenagers. They're probably not going to understand. And then you throw in some adults that went there 10 years ago. And you know, the one thing I remember about my youth group the most was when I went to church and not only was it fun, but that's when I said yes to Jesus. And like that changes everything. And, and what am I supposed to bring? Who knows? Who cares? What I mean, you're just selling them on that thing of this is important and you spend way too much time, but in a very short and tight frames, a very edited well video announcement, but you just simply say, look how amazing this is. Yeah. And I think you have to, um, not only, uh, like, like Phil said, having multiple touch points. So you have maybe some flowers there on the back that people can grab it and you let people know. And then even in, in, in empower some other people like those helping with the youth group or maybe even a couple of youth. Hey, so-and-so in the youth, he's, um, they've got information so that it's not all on that one person, right? So that that one person doesn't have to be hunted down be like, Oh, Hey, I was interested in that. You're standing here. They mentioned you, you can answer this question, right? Um, in, in more of a, a, of a team situation. So, you know, I, I guess the bottom line, um, since this all started with announcements is that, you know, you need to be intentional. You need to understand, you know, why are we doing what we're doing? What is our goal and how can we do it better? Right. And that it isn't just about changing the medium right it's about having a game plan it's about having a strategy it's about just doing things better i think ultimately and fundamentally is what uh is what the answer is when it comes to better church announcements send us an email subscribe and search for previous episodes of the church mag podcast by visiting church mag online you'll find a link on our main menu go to churchm.ag that's church mag And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message and be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. The Church Mag podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 